Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Welcome to Growing in the Gospel, Father Zach here, and fourth Sunday of Advent, which means we're getting super close to Christmas, and that is a beautiful time to really uh, ask Christ to stay in our hearts forever. Our Gospel this week comes from Matthew 1, 18 through 24. So if you went to Mass today, which is Wednesday when I'm recording this, this is the same gospel we had at Mass. And it's a tough gospel if we really look at the words and what they truly mean. So I'm going to go into that. And then I just encourage you just to really invite the Holy Spirit to be with you, to be with you forever, to cover you, protect you, so you can truly encounter Jesus and let him into your soul, let him into your heart forever. So we can leave transformed and leave changed. Because that's what God does. He transforms and changes everything he touches. Even us. So our gospel this weekend, again, is Matthew 1, 18-24. If you have a Bible, get it out. Call upon the Holy Spirit. If you have catechism, get out your catechism. And again, if you have a friend, listen to this with them. And have a conversation. What struck you? What did you agree with, not agree with? What are you struggling with? Where do you find peace? Where do you feel the Lord is calling you? to die to self and allow him to grow. What is he calling to heal that's broken? Where is he calling you to take steps out in faith and not in fear? So our gospel begins with, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took his wife into his home. Very, very beautiful gospel, and we could probably talk about this for a long time. But just noticing how we hear about just how the birth of Jesus happened, and knowing that Mary is indeed the mother of God, she had God in her, and she was betrothed to Joseph. So betrothal in ancient Judaism was unlike modern-day engagements. So we have to learn how to see things through the lens in which they were proclaimed, not in a 21st century lens. So it was a temporary period, betrothal was, a temporary period up to one year, typically, between the covenant of marriage itself and the time the spouses lived together, because couples were legally married during this intervening phase. A betrothal could be, de- could be terminated only by death or divorce, and you can see that in Deuteronomy 24, verse 1 through 4. 
But also to know that when Mary went to go visit her cousin Elizabeth, Joseph was most likely preparing a home for her, building a home for both of them. And before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. So of the Holy Spirit, the child is conceived of the Holy Spirit, is often read as an editorial comment addressed to the reader. And others take it to mean that Joseph himself had to come to learn that Mary's pregnancy was a result of a miracle. And Joseph, being a just man, he was unwilling to put her to shame, so he made a resolution that he would divorce her quietly. So righteousness, Joseph is a man of sterling moral character. He's committed to living by the Mosaic law. You can see that in Deuteronomy 6.25 or Luke 1-6. through So he is a very disciplined man. He is very upright. And he is very much aware of God's presence in his life. And he's unwilling to put her to shame. So the Greek verb does not necessarily have a negative connotation. It simply means he didn't want to expose her or exhibit her to shame. So he wanted to send her away. So Catholic tradition uh, supposes three main interpretations to explain why Joseph resolved to end his betrothal with Mary. So there's one called a suspicion theory. So some people hold that Joseph suspected Mary of adultery when he discovered her pregnancy. So Joseph thus intended to pursue a divorce in accord with Deuteronomy 24, 1-4, until the angel revealed to him the miraculous cause of the conception. So Joseph is said to be righteous because he shuns immorality and directs his life by the law of God. And proponents of this view are a lot of the early church fathers, such as St. Justin Martyr, St. John Chrysostom, and St. Augustine. And there's also the second theory, which is the perplexity theory. So others hold that Joseph found the the situation of Mary's pregnancy inexplicable. So divorce seemed to be the only option, yet he wished to do this quietly, for he could not bring himself to believe that Mary had been unfaithful. And Joseph is said to be righteous because he lives by the law of God, and judges Mary's situation with the utmost charity. The main proponent of this view is St. Jerome, whose exegesis was adopted into the notes of the medieval Bible. Then there's also the reverence theory. Still others hold that Joseph knew the miraculous cause of Mary's pregnancy from the beginning. For example, he was made aware that the child was conceived of the Holy Spirit. So faced with this, Joseph considered himself unworthy to be involved in the Lord's work, and his decision is separate. His decision to separate quietly from Mary was a discretionary measure to keep secret the mystery within her. So, on this reading, the angel confirms what Joseph had already known and urges him to set aside pious fears that would lead him away from his vocation to be the legal father of the Messiah. So Joseph is said to be righteous because of his deep humility and reverence for the miraculous works of God. And proponents of this view include St. Bernard of Clairvaux and St. Thomas Aquinas. But it says that he considered this. He took time to pray. He's with an angel. He had to slow down. And how many of us do that? How many of us take time to truly Listen to the, to the Lord's views and what the Lord's saying. 
So that, but the angel's message is urgent, and Joseph must maintain his marriage in order to be the foster father of Jesus, because he's a descendant of the king of David, and he imparts Jesus to Jesus' Davidic royal rights of his inheritance. So Matthew's portrait of Joseph recalls the Old Testament patriarch. So both share the same name. You can see it in verse 1 through 18 in Genesis 30 through 24. Both have fathers named Jacob. You can see that in Genesis 30, 19 to 24. God spoke to both of them through dreams. Genesis 37 through verse 5 through 11. And both were righteous and chaste. We're talking about the Old Testament Joseph and the New Testament Joseph. And both save their families by bringing them to Egypt. So you can see that in Genesis 45, 16 through 20. And you know, the angel just says, don't be afraid to take Mary into your home. And I think a lot of us, we don't, we don't hear that. Because English really struggles to help us understand what the true meaning is. So most people have translated the Greek there, from the Aramaic, the Greek, and the Latin. The taking Mary into your home meant taking Mary into his entire being, into his soul, into every part of him. And Mary has Jesus within her. So he's taking Mary and Jesus into everything he does. He lays aside his own will for the will of others. For here in John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. So now, it says, and, the, and he learns through the angel that this Mary, who you are called to take into your home, into your soul, into your body, into everything part of you, she will bear a son, and you are called to name him Jesus. And Jesus means Yahweh saves, or God saves. And Jesus will save his people from their sins, and not from national enemies. And since all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall name, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Do we know that God is with us? Because the name God with us is most perfectly filled in Jesus' incarnation, where his ongoing presence in the world is both ecclesial and Eucharistic. Just to ask you as we close, is are you the, like the Old Testament Joseph who I'd say is asleep, or are you like the New Testament Joseph who's awoken? Like you are totally aware that Jesus is with you, he's in you. And are you doing as the Lord commands us? Have you taken Mary and Jesus into your soul like Joseph? Are you willing to lay down your life to lead Mary and Jesus, which are the, you know, the archetype of the church, and lead them you know, to Egypt in the census, through the difficult times, and then let his life come to be born in Nazareth, and your soul is meant to become a Nazareth. So that you can know without, without a doubt that you're going to be okay. So that you can know without a doubt that you're going to be okay that Christ is living inside of you. But you have to let Mary and Jesus completely into your soul and you have to ask, say it out loud, Mary and Jesus come into my soul forever. And then you will see the power of Jesus. And things you used to struggle with, you will not struggle with anymore.
And if you do struggle, maybe you just never let him in. Maybe you never let him in. And he needs to hear those words from you. Mary needs to hear those words from you. We all need to be much more like Joseph. The song I am going to close with is called All of Yours. We must be all of Jesus' and Mary's. Because Mary always brings us closer to Jesus. She always points to Jesus. She always gives birth to Jesus. That's what the church does. We're called to give birth to Jesus in our souls so we can do it for others. And Jesus saves us from our sins. So if we truly have Jesus in us, we shouldn't struggle with certain things. Depression should go away. The darkness should go away. The bad habits of swearing, looking at pornography, over-drinking, they should eventually go away and we should be transformed and changed. So if I've been struggling with certain sins, maybe it's just that I never truly became like Joseph and let Mary and Jesus all the way into my soul. Because Jesus is more powerful than depression. Amen? Jesus is more powerful than addiction. Amen? Jesus is more powerful than every single darkness, every single sin, every single capital sin, every single deadly sin. He is more powerful than all that. Lust, gluttony, anger, all of that. And if he has not transformed your life, invite him in forever and ask to be filled and protected by his Holy Spirit so you can be all of his and he is all of yours and you would never seek anything else but him. All of yours by Joe Zambone. I hope you enjoy it and have a blessed and Merry Christmas. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just begun to figure out this life